0: We rolling.
1: We are now rolling. It's
0: Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Me 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 me. Okay, anytime.
2: This is it.
1: We're back. We're taking a photo. We're taking photos. We are uh, stepping up our social media game. Why is that, Matt? Uh, you know I'm recording. Yeah, I know you. Oh uh, yeah, I turned on my my recording voice, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> You're like talking into the mic. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, well, I guess, yeah, the, the reason I'm doing that is because we've got some exciting news that I never expected in a million years, but but the podcast is actually showing up on the iTunes charts, um, however far down, 91st uh, in new and noteworthy generally, uh, and 14th in uh, movies and TV, which is not great, but like I said, way better than I would ever have expected because, uh, you know, we're a very small podcast with a very niche audience and, you um, we're up against a lot of podcasts with much broader audiences so I, I i'm totally impressed and never expected it so thanks to those people who uh rated five stars and shared it and shared it yeah they sharing, must count it, listens. It, totally yeah yeah i guess so yeah obviously
0: unless two people rate it five stars and it shows up in top 14 yeah i don't know the metric it must be it must be listens as well there or must, downloads it, from it must be part LinkedIn. of it yeah um so thanks for sharing everybody uh, mm. and please continue to do so absolutely um and, and give us five stars on uh, on iTunes. Yeah, I don't know how to do yeah. that. We talked about this. It's, right. I can't do it on the phone. I don't have
1: I don't my know. iPhone. Yeah, I don't know if you can do it on your phone. But if you're on iTunes. Like on the machine? Computer. If you're in your iTunes on your computer, right. yeah. Um, you've got a tab that, that is my music. And I think that's where most people live. But if you tab over to iTunes Store... I'm there now. I'm following along with you. All right. And then you search, you type in the search bar on the top right there.
0: Alberta. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Filmmakers Podcast. I'm searching. Okay. Right um, people are listening while we're waiting for my <laughs> slow <laughs> while ass we're internet.
1: we're waiting for internet, which is uh, named after a Lord of the Rings reference. Right. Uh, and neither of us are getting any internet. But when the podcast does pop up, you'll see our icon. And, um... You just click on the show itself. Only two come up when you when you enter that that in. Um, so we're the blue one. So if you click on the blue uh, album cover, uh, and then so now we're in the Alberta Filmmakers podcast. This page. is brutal. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty deep. This is why it's so tough to get a rating. Um, you're you're automatically under details, which has the list of tracks or list of podcasts. Sure. And then if you click on ratings and reviews, you're in the ratings and reviews section where a couple of people have said some nice things, including myself. Um, and then you can rate five stars. You don't have to write anything. Just rate it. Uh, and if you can rate five stars, you'd be our favorite friends.
0: I just did it. I rated it five stars Yay. live on the podcast. Because <laughs> so, I like it. Uh,
1: that's somewhat self-indulgent, but uh, we're allowed. This is, uh, this, is And something else to talk about uh, is these recent Christmas parties
0: right is that what we're talking about no christmas parties
1: yeah no <laughs> there's well i know of course fava just had their christmas party i i was not uh, in attendance there unfortunately but i was at the csif M media mst fairy tales and probably other organizations quick, draw, quick yeah. draw um combined christmas party which was a lot of fun there was uh youtube karaoke so like any song in the world that you wanted to youtube or karaoke you could that's awesome um, some people have some great voices that I had no, I, I didn't expect. Um, and they were like projecting like Simpsons Christmas episodes and even a community. It was great. It was a lot of fun um, and great food. And we said goodbye to Bobby, the operations uh, director at uh, CSIF, which is kind of sad. We're miss sad. Her. She's awesome. But uh, you know, the exciting news moving forward with the CSIF as well. Certainly.
0: Uh, you know what I'm excited about? Mm. Um, I don't usually get excited about denim. <laughs> But I do get excited about comfort, mm. and uh, I recently sort of accidentally bought these jeans um, called Extreme Flex Denim. Hang on, hang on. I gotta play the. I gotta play the comfort jingle. Okay. Just oh, I, I don't have it. I don't, go ahead. So anyway, <laughs> so I tried on these jeans that I bought online without trying on first, and I put them on, and they have like. A little bit of spandex in them like just like like two percent or something but it's enough that you can friggin move in these jeans but they look like normal jeans and mm. they're comfortable like normal jeans turns out this is a product that women have known about for a long time because <laughs> they're called jeggings but right, they don't right. obviously market like that to guys right so i've been wearing these jeans for like a week you've been wearing lady jeans i've been for but sorry. they're for guys though <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yeah i've been sleeping in them and uh Perfect. they're super comfortable so if you like if you're a man who likes his denim but mm-hmm. prefers comfort Check out the Extreme Flex Denim from American Eagle Outfitters. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I'm sure sponsor, other... Sponsor. Um, what I like about that story is
1: I, re- I literally... This is my brain. When you said I bought it without knowing what it was, kind of. What did you say? Like you yeah, bought I bought it-, it without knowing that it was a thing. Yeah. So, where my brain went was like, oh, I remember when I watched Shawshank Redemption without knowing what it was and being so excited about it. I'm not going to spoil it but uh but yeah i had no idea what that was movie was about, and it turned out to be like the greatest movie of all time so look i brought it back to movies great job all right um are we talking about other things or are we going into Let's get into the news news okay um so uh, uh yeah, this is dylan you. yeah dylan yeah.
0: pierce uh a friend that we just interviewed and we'll have on the podcast uh shortly he's in belgium right now for the 3d premiere of his film 40 below and falling which was shot in and around edmonton uh so if you want to follow his journey check him out uh, on twitter at at dylan underscore Pierce, uh, and then maybe his instagram at d-y-l-o-a-p to keep up with his trip uh, eric volmers wrote a great article in the herald about the creator of Wine Owner erp comic book giving the stamp of approval to our locally produced wine owner tv series so that link uh, to that article will be in the show notes be sure to read and share uh, to get the word out
1: yeah it's a cool it's a cool read actually um so uh, we were talking with uh, robert cuffley and jason long last time about their uh, their movie Choke Slam. their crowdfunding campaign continues so be sure to check them out um you know, I always complain about, like, one great, like, super easy tip is if you're trying to get votes on StoryHive or on Cinecou or, or a crowdfunding campaign, is to just buy a $7 domain. That's easy. Rather than being like, oh, it's kickstarter.com slash project slash 1278J. Like, just buy back, insert project name here, .com. And then that you can say that to people. So, uh indiegogo has this somewhat close to that kind of link shortener so you can go to igg.me slash at slash chokeslam which is still a bit of a mouthful but um it's closer um i would recommend that you, you guys buy backchokeslam.com. that's easy uh, but you can definitely find them uh on indiegogo just by searching chokeslam as well and uh share it and back it if you can so uh, before we record our next podcast, uh, a very important film is is going to be uh, released. What film is this? <laughs> it's called Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and uh, I, I haven't heard of it. No, How? no, <laughs> that's not possible uh, because they are advertising literally everywhere, and they're they're selling that license
0: to to advertise other products with Star Wars. Right.
1: To everyone let's right? just
0: put the caveat in that we haven't seen it so there's no spoilers right. in this podcast right. we're not even going to talk no, about the of content course. of or speculation That's or anything. a great point uh, so m- you can keep listening without any spoilers because yeah. I'm avoiding absolutely every trailer any news article any picture that I see pisses me off right right I want to go in as cold as possible right but just yesterday someone posted on reddit a picture of a bag of oranges
1: with a ad for Star Wars on a bag of oranges on the oran- like on the oranges yeah and it, and they were like okay Disney needs to chill the F out right because th- th- that is a little extreme and and um, but th- what's interesting about this moment is because is that it's a it's an event certainly yes in a way that we haven't really experienced in a while like what was the last big event movie that would be <laughs> maybe Hunger games is kind of getting there um i would like, say
0: like avatar for yeah, me like the yeah. last
1: one i can remember that was kind of this scope for sure and and like phantom menace almost like that was maybe that's the last time i really remember like lining up for tickets weeks in advance and like well, selling I mean, lord like of the rings, could, lord of the rings and the hobbit.
0: movie tickets like the hobbit yeah, i think true. the first hobbit was yep. huge but yeah lord of the rings but yeah. never anything like this anyway as far as marketing scope mm. goes yeah maybe because it's bad
2: Maybe. Maybe they're like, <laughs> right, trying, they're like,
0: shit, we spent $4 billion yeah. on Lucasfilm. Now we have to get our money back Let's before see. people realize this is a bad movie. Yeah. What was uh, interesting, though, there was an article um, a couple weeks ago or last week that came out that J.J. Abrams said that he really liked the film. <laughs> the director? The said. director? It was like, like I know like there's one about Harrison Ford where he's like, yeah, I like it in the gruffest way possible. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. to have an article that J.J. likes it is just
1: a weird... Was that what it was? I know there was an article where he was sh- showing it to like the Disney execs. No, and he was terrified. Oh no! Well, but they loved it apparently. So yeah, of course they did. Yeah, gonna, of course they said he's going to publish an article being yeah. like they liked it. I don't want to seem I don't want to seem uh, negative though. I think it's going to be great.
0: It looks amazing to me, and I'm I, I've got my hopes way up. That's the problem, yeah. and that's I think what everyone who's listening, which is like four people, <laughs> need to keep in mind is that don't go in with your expectations too high because they right. only have two hours. It's like two hours and fifteen minutes. That's it's all the, yeah. they cannot satisfy. 20 years worth of childhood yeah.
1: and dreams. And I, I think Mark Hamill said it best when he was like it was early on in, in like early press where, where he was saying just like remember it's just a movie. Like, yeah it's not. It's not, not going to transcend
0: reality. It's yeah. it's just a film. So that's probably a good piece of uh, so great job for us for getting everyone not excited about it <laughs>
1: yeah well i'm yeah, sure that worked no, i'm super pumped i'm going to see it twice uh on the 17th and then then the 18th
0: and i'm waiting until next monday like an idiot right, right. so you and i cannot talk uh, yes. between thursday and monday and the social media blackout will have to occur yeah. as well there's no internet for me i see a lot of people doing that anyway let's move on to stuff that people yeah. care about
1: well we've got a great guest this time around um I was able to uh, sit down with Andrea Bessa uh, in Edmonton um, and we actually chatted in a coffee shop. So pardon, maybe some of the background noise, but it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting setting and uh, it was a great chat. Um, she's a really accomplished um, writer, especially coming. Like she, she did a bunch of um, work at the university of Glasgow. She has uh, an M in playwriting and dramaturgy from that organization and um, is somebody to approach if you're interested in like getting feedback on a script um she's like a really really high level writer that um is probably underutilized although she's crazy busy all the time it seems um and uh she's got two awesome dogs um that are boston terriers and you should check out her instagram account at contessa bessa um and that's c-o-n-t-e-s-s-a-b-e-s-s-a she's she's like She has a great Instagram account. Check it out. Um, So yeah, here's my chat with uh, with Andrea. Uh, Tell me how Goosebumps was.
2: (laughs) Goosebumps was uh, exactly as you would imagine it to be. I think Mm -hmm. terrible CGI.
1: but Jack Black was playing R.L. Stein, is that right? Yeah. So how did so is is the idea that the books come alive or something, and he's got a yeah.
2: The idea is that right. he, um, <laughs> I guess, is such a strong writer that his like the characters he created started to come to life.
1: Oh, oh, I see. Okay.
2: Um, and he has them locked away, and um. then you know film ensues and they right. get released.
1: Gotcha. Because I, I was just going to make fun of everyone being like, and then 15 years later, all of it comes to life. But I guess We're that makes pretty, sense. Well, <laughs> it was,
2: sort of. Right. It, was, it was so silly. And honestly... I was shocked because it was full. Like this movie yep. opened oh, yeah, it's been three, for a while. almost a month ago. Yeah, it yeah. was like October 16th or something. And the, the yeah, the cinema was full. And there are some kids, but like a lot of, I think a lot oh, of yeah. like adults yeah, with the sure. nostalgia factor for just sure. being like, oh my God, I remember that book. <laughs> um, I have to see it. It's pretty funny. And
1: I love Jack Black. Yeah. Although he hasn't had a great movie in a while. Which is too bad.
2: I don't know if this is his great movie no, in a while, no, but no, it was not. fun. Honestly, yeah, I good. just was like, with everything happening in the world, I was like, I don't want to see anything serious. I just want to like laugh. Right. So for sure, it was. And Arl Stein has a little cameo. In oh, good, it good, right, it's right Pretty on. funny. Nice. Yeah. So
1: uh, <laughs> we are here at uh, the Remedy. I back when I lived in Edmonton, I called it the Rem.
2: The Wren. The Wren.
1: This wasn't this location didn't exist. You were clearly was like, a
2: lot cooler than I am. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. And every
1: song that came on, I didn't know, but I would always say, "This is my favorite song," because um, I'm hilarious. So, uh, so we're here, uh, which is kind of cool. So there might be some background noise, but um, I kind of, I kind of dig it that we're that we're just chatting in a coffee shop. Yeah. So, uh, please introduce yourself and tell us tell us who you are.
2: Okay. Hello. <laughs> I'm Andrea Bassa. I am. Uh, An Edmonton writer, director, filmmaker, person who does lots of things. Edmonton,
1: Um, that's great. Uh, Thank you for being here. Why did
2: you say Edmonton in that tone? (laughs) There was like a little fist pump. Was that like a positive? Yeah, because I'm excited for
1: Edmonton. Excellent. You know what I'm learning through the podcast is that I think I think in Calgary we we assume we're we're doing all the cool stuff like Helen wheels and heartland and we've got all the big shows but mm-hmm. there have been two big shows here too i mean the volume hasn't been as big but but the other thing that's massive here is documentary mm-hmm. tons more documentary than i was really aware of so i hope i can explore some more of that i was speaking with adam scorgie nice and uh he's awesome and so this is my final interview of this little edmonton trip um so thank you for making time
2: I'm happy to send you off.
1: <laughs> so um, so let's start with, the, like, how did you, how did you, I know you have a theater background. Mm-hmm. And how did that kind of translate to film or, or move you over to film?
2: Um, it's funny. Yeah, theater sort of just happened in my life. Like, I remember being a kid. Um, I have an older brother and he and I talked about making movies together when he was a teenager and then it just sort of never happened because we never had like a camcorder or anything like that. Um, And then yeah, I started working at a theater as a volunteer and just sort of fell into the theater world. I've always been a writer. Cool. So I fell in love with theater and kind of dove into that for about seven years. I had an indie theater company and I wrote, directed, and produced uh, plays. Um, in the meantime, I went away and got my master's in playwriting. Right. Uh, came back. Where at? Uh, at the University of Glasgow in wow. Scotland. Cool. How was yeah.
1: that? How, how long a program is it?
2: Uh, 12 months straight oh, okay. through.
1: Nice, cool. So, cool.
2: three solid semesters. I like that. It's um, great and awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fantastic because. You know, in terms of studying abroad, it's expensive. So you're mm-hmm. like, okay, twelve months, I can do this. Get it done quicker. Yeah. Um, but then you realize, while you're in your second semester, that you're also planning your thesis, and right. it's a like it's a lot Ooh, at once. Yeah, but amazing. It was an amazing, amazing experience. And what a cool so. place to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, and then I I came I came back and honestly just sort of burnt out on on what I was doing and just kind of felt like I had hit not really, well, I guess maybe a creative wall. Mm-hmm. Like I was sort of feeling like maybe I was doing too much of the same thing or I just wasn't feeling the passion, like the fire right. to do it anymore. Right. Um, and so I took a break and just focused on writing. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I decided to start making movies. Cool. It was pretty like, I've always been a very visual writer and a lot of the stuff I wrote even like Back before I started working in theater, I always imagine in my head in a right. sort of cinematic of course, way. Of course, of
1: course, you have to, yeah.
2: So I just thought, I'm just gonna do this. Mm-hmm. So, so but how
1: do you like? So for me, the way I got in was I, I had film school, which led to like an understanding of where where to get gear and where to find crew to help me shoot. stuff. So how do you how do you start from scratch with that? Did you have friends who were kind of doing it already, or yeah, I had okay. a couple
2: of friends in the scene. Um, it was mostly like. I've done a lot of photography, so I knew my way around a camera a little bit, mm-hmm. not really in terms of moving pictures, um, but it was sort of like like my first film. I, I bought a camera, I read the manual. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> I borrowed as well. You should. Yeah, I borrowed sound <laughs> gear from one friend. Uh, had no idea how to use it. I borrowed lights from another friend. Also had no idea. Still don't really know how to use like light. <laughs> Lighting's the bane of my existence, oh. um, and just sort of. I might as well go for it it's kind of how I've always done th- it's how I yeah, learn yeah. It's always how I've done things it's yeah, just, like, just do I'm it. just gonna do it for and sure. then you know figure out what I've done wrong totally and totally yeah
1: yeah I mean I yeah there's there's I think a lot of people who've you know shot their first short film and it's more a learning experience than something like to show people for sure and I don't think there's anything wrong with that like like I think people are, are I mean I think there is something wrong with like being really really like um, uh, not releasing your work, like not sharing your work, uh, is—I mean, what I'm trying to get at is that some writers basically will will not want you know their work to be interpreted in any other way than the way that they see it, right? Okay. And, and I don't—I'm—I'm I'm not saying that's okay. And maybe it is. I'm not sure. But I think it is okay for filmmakers to make a film and then maybe not let everybody see it because they they don't feel like it's great because they were actually using it as film school, right? Like it was their own yeah. it was their own test run kind of thing. So, and, and at the same time, it is important to remember that a lot of people worked on it and, and they should probably get to see what it looks like, but I don't <laughs> think you have to like put it in a film festival or anything.
2: My first film was like literally three people working on it. I guess four. We had mm-hmm. a second actress for a couple hours. Right. Um, and you know, it's funny, a part of me wants to shoot it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, because visually, I sort of hate it. Like, I was using autofocus. I didn't know what I was doing. Right, of course, of course. Um, but it's actually been in festivals oh, yeah, and yeah, has, yeah. has done pretty well, good, just because I think the story is really strong. Absolutely. But yeah, there's a part of me that's like, I should give that another go. <laughs> you should. I could make it look so much prettier. I don't think
1: there's anything wrong with that either. My mom is a folk singer, and uh, we were just listening to her album a little bit because we're trying to submit it to some some like, uh, companies that might use it for film and, and television. So... We were kind of going through her music, and she was like, oh, man, she did it two years ago, and she's like, I can do this so better now, mm. so much better now. Um, and and I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with going back and, and, and reworking something. I, you see that less in in film. But, yeah, I mean, uh, in,
2: in theater, it's it's not all that uncommon, right? right? Like you right. have a you might have a workshop production, sure. then a remount yeah, yeah, yeah. or a tour, mm-hmm. and in that case, something's just growing over the course right. of years, right? Totally. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, maybe I'll do it. We'll see. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, who who did you work with on that on that first film?
2: That was uh, myself, um, my friend Rachel Oslin, who uh, had she was like, yeah, I worked. I worked on a couple of productions like 10 years ago and I was like, sweet, you have an empty apartment and you know how to run some sounds. So uh, there's myself, her and my two actresses, Ainsley Hilliard and Delia Barnett. Cool. Mm. Awesome.
1: And have you done more with them and, you know, following up? I'm always interested to see how, like, because we, we all know that it's a team sport and Mm. it's interesting to see how like teams kind of develop and grow and change. Um, But I think it's, yeah, I think... uh, a lot of successful filmmakers, like Spencer Books, for example, in, in Calgary, he he kind of has the same team that he uses all the time. And uh, what's your take on that? Is there?
2: Um, you know, it's funny. Like the actresses Ainsley and Delia and I have a kind of long theater history. Right, right. So that was almost like another step in our Just relationship. An extension, right? Yeah, sure. Um, in terms of crew, I do have, like, I have a director of photography I've worked with a few times, but I'm still so. I'm still kind of new and I'm also terrible for doing everything myself. Right. Right. Um, so there, I have my go-to people. Um, but I don't feel like I've developed, you know, a quote unquote team Mm -hmm. at this point. (laughs) Okay.
1: So, uh, what, what came after that? How did you transition from that first short film?
2: Um, I went from flat life and then decided to, uh, do a series called fmdl which is just sort of like right. based on based on real life right um but i decided to sort of develop them into a each of them sort of adopts a genre mm-hmm. to play with right and they're a series just like based on terrible dates but they all have a weird twist to them that is the part that's not real oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i get asked about a lot <laughs> so did you actually kill anyone no <laughs> Still walking around uh, I've only anybody. seen one of these I guess I didn't know there was murder in oh, involved there's, in there. there's three mm, okay. yeah so that's a three-part series and then I did a super quick like just for fun one minute short um, about a year ago called breakfast mm. with my friend Kendall and her dog breakfast It's nice. so a double entendre there because <laughs> it's also about breakfast mm-hmm. but um, yeah and Where now can people see these things if you go to YouTube and search kissing habit films mm, okay. I've that's got a company. channel yeah
1: Awesome, so FMDL,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then and then was uh, the the sketch show next.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would have been I guess like the next big thing after. Cool, that. cool. And who yeah. works on that with you? Who works on it? Yeah, yeah. Myself and Adam Rosenhart and Trent Wilkie.
1: Right cool Those are, guys, they're very funny dudes i like them i've never met them so they're okay i'm just fans <laughs>
2: <laughs> no they're wonderful <laughs> yeah,
1: right and are they theater guys as well or i know i've seen trent maybe in trent some other, is trent yeah. i've
2: known um he kind of does everything yeah. like he's always been a bit of theater a bit of film a bit right. of sketch comedy right uh his other sketch comedy group mostly water theater mm. they have like i mean mostly water theater so they do a lot of theater right. productions but their their stuff is always incorporated video sketch too oh, okay, cool. so um, I've known him for like a decade through the theater world. Wow, cool. And then Adam no, Adam's just like an awesome human being oh, uh, who has a YouTube show called Just a Damn Minute. Okay. And uh, and is a friend. Sweet. And he literally he posted a video one day about wanting to write more and I started stalking him. So nice. wow. I was like, let's write together. That's great. <laughs> let's be awesome friends. Oh, I love that. That's
1: cool. <laughs> so um it, tell me about about your decisions around that because a lot of, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, we, we've been talking a little bit on the podcast too about release schedules of web series. And and like, for example, uh, One Hit Die, he released all of it at once. Okay. I think there were like 10 episodes? Yeah. Um, and so he just released them all at once because it was like, oh, we're binging everything now, right? So let's. But but what he realized is that if he had dragged it out a little bit more and done it weekly, he could have used that to build audience momentum. Mm-hmm. So what was your strategy around release?
2: Um, we did once a month, mm-hmm. uh, and that was because we were shooting and editing while right. releasing. Um, so that was mostly just out of need; mm-hmm. like we needed time to shoot and write and create more so um, it was I mean it was good for us it was like good for us we should have probably built up more episodes before we started releasing but it's all a learning process right um, I think our audiences wanted a lot more. Right, right, Because right. <laughs> we'd like release an episode and three days later, they'd be like, so.
1: What's next? Next episode? And I'd <laughs> yeah. be
2: like, I'm not sleeping. You're going to need to <laughs> yeah. wait three even weeks. I haven't started yet. Yeah, yeah, we're shooting it now <laughs> as you text me. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, awesome. It's awesome mm, to mm-hmm. have that response totally, yeah, and yeah. have people like want more. Um, but yeah, I think if I were to start up any more like web series or anything like yeah. that, I'd build up first, Right. so I would probably shoot like an entire season or whatever right. you want to call right. it,
1: and then have it all ready to go. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, how long were the episodes? Did you say that? Already?
2: Um, eight to twelve minutes ish. And it
1: was like, it's not like single sketches that are no, that long. No, they were it like, was like episodes. It was like right. a TV show. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of audience response,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you, you were given a cool award for that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I won the Yegi this year, mm-hmm. which is actually the Yegi for last year. Oh, because it's always like the previous right, year's work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I won the 2014 Yegi for Best in Film and TV. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, cool.
1: That's awesome. And what does that mean exactly? I, I mean, not really knowing. I'm not really familiar with that festival. It's like, is it like just media stuff, or is it internet, or is it like the
2: Yegis are all about like uh, new media and social oh, okay. media. Okay. So one of the criteria is that you have to have like some audience interaction and social media presence and that you have to show that you do that well as well. Like you can't just be doing something cool. Right. Um, so you get nominated by strangers or whoever chooses to nominate you. And then there's a panel that goes through everything and decides on winners. Sweet. Yeah. Who else was
1: in that category? What was, what was the category?
2: Film and TV. Film and TV. Okay. Um, Oh, The only person I can remember is because I was nominated up against Lindsay McNeil, so uh, for her film
1: blog. I'm just I'm 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 trying to identify if you beat out a friend of mine named uh, Nick Lang, but he had a podcast, so it wouldn't be no. There was a podcast podcast category, category, right? Yeah, Um, but I feel like he was up with like tiny plastic men in some way for something like web. I don't know. I'll have to look.
2: Do they have a podcast?
1: I don't think they do, as far as I know. Anyway.
2: It could have been, I think there is a category called like best in comedy. Oh, is yeah, he yeah, a comedian? Yes, yeah. That could be it then. That might be it. Yeah. Because mm. some of them span multiple. Right. Like even film and TV. It's like, you know, I was nominated for films I created. Mm-hmm. Lindsay was nominated for her film blog. Like there is. Right. It's all of those different types right. of media. Interesting. So, huh. yeah.
1: That's cool. I don't think there's anything like that in, in Calgary. Well, and this one's
2: like brand new and yeah, yeah, spearheaded yeah. by Adam Rosenhart. So, cool. um, start your own yeah yeah but start some like maybe i should yyce's <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> do, so, you guys, do you pronounce yyc
1: we say yyc yeah
2: but you don't say like because some people say yeg. yeah so you don't right. have there's like, not a word.
1: a word that we could. um <laughs> doesn't really work <laughs>
2: <The> <laughs> but heekies? it is
1: nice that ederson has a word that there's something out of it actually you know i always
2: say yeg like i really? hate oh. the word yeg. oh huh. i never say it so. i uh
1: one of the very first films I ever did was with a guy, and I acted in it, oddly enough. Nice. Uh, was with a guy named Nathan Taylor, who had totally got out of film, unfortunately. He's an awesome dude. But um, he he did a... Like, before before we all knew what Y.E.G. really was, like, of course, the airport code existed, but, like, yeah. nobody really used it, um, They uh, they... He he made he had, his license plate was YEG six nine one I think okay so he made a he made a short film with that title
2: oh that's and so funny.
1: so we were using YEG long before
2: you guys are YEG hipsters <laughs> that's right you're exactly you're like so ahead of your time
1: <laughs> I just want to comment because we're in a coffee shop look at this line
2: I know it got busy a huge really huge line is
1: formed this is cool we have stimuli um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> attention spans gone <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: so. um... You won the award, and then you went on to take over the world.
2: Sure, With yeah. Yeggy, I'm in process. Yeah. Right, right. I would say, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> right. So <laughs> in actually, development. Yeah. Taking over the world.
1: So I do, like, I haven't really, we haven't really talked on the podcast very much about, like people using kind of their filmmaking skills as a way of generating income. Mm-hmm. And if you're up for it, I would love to talk like corporate stuff. Is that, is yeah, that, and that's sure. in your world, right? A little yeah, bit. A yeah, a little bit. So what's, so what's your experience? Like, do you shoot, do you edit and then like, do you, do you take client meetings and do you, what, what kind of work do you do in that world?
2: Yeah, I do. I do everything. You do all that. <laughs> I'm terrible for just trying to do everything. For sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I shoot, I edit, mm-hmm. I write, I direct, um, so it's like I'm pretty much up for anything. Right. I was working at an advertising agency and, oh, and okay. we started to expand into video campaigns, so right. I had the opportunity to start doing that at my day job before awesome. I went freelance. Nice. Um, yeah, and I mean now as a freelancer, like I've got a couple of, of projects on the go, so Helping companies shoot videos for apps, for their websites. Oh, cool, cool. Um, So, you like, know.
1: web commercial videos. And, yeah. And, like, like, we do a lot of training videos. That's kind of our, our bread and butter for income.
2: Yeah. Um, so far, I've done more, like, um, I don't know what you'd call them. I guess, like, introductory videos, you know? Like, people like explaining about who they us are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. What they do. For sure. Um, and, uh, and then I'm also freelancing as a, you know, as a filmmaker. So, right now, I'm right. assistant editing on a couple of documentaries. and That's cool. Yeah.
1: Can you talk about that at all? Is that
2: I can I can talk a little bit. (laughs) I don't want to get you into trouble or anything, but
1: (laughs) but is I'm I'm just like I like I said, the documentary world is kind of like just becoming I'm just becoming aware of it, really.
2: You know what? Me too. I mean, like I'm aware of it, but I'm this is my first time working on a documentary. Right. right. And uh, it's so cool. I love it. And
1: there's a lot of production like I oh my gosh. I remember being at the Ampias every once in a while and, and and being like, oh, Joe Media has the most nominations, and then 724 has the second most, and then third is like Clearwater Documentary because they have a ton of documentaries and they have a ton of nominations. So yeah, so it's a huge part of the industry. It um, really is, yeah. But, but you're saying you're assistant editing? How many editors are on it?
2: Um, right now, let me think. There's an editor and two assistant editors okay. on this particular wow. production. Cool.
1: must be kind of a big project then.
2: It is. Yeah, cool. yeah. This one's like a ten episode series oh, cool, cool, cool. for gotcha. um Telesoptic TV. Nice. So it's uh we're um we're also racing against some deadlines mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. personal reasons. Right. We have an editor who's expecting a baby. So oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um so yeah, so we're just like working as a team to cool. um to get everything. That's great. To awesome. take care of business. Nice. I gotta done. get her on the podcast too.
1: Yeah, you um, do. She's great. Uh, but uh, okay, so so now that you're you don't have your day job anymore, you're you're just doing freelance and you're working and you're editing and ha- mm. like how many how many balls do you have in the air? You've got a lot of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Matt, you know me. <laughs> There's so many balls I can't yeah, even yeah. count them. Um, how many balls do I have in the air? Well, I'm working on about four different contracts right now, wow. and and then you know I still teach fitness classes so i've got that going yeah, yeah, yeah. as well and working on my own personal projects. So. so
1: so this is where we get like a little like what does it all mean but like how <laughs> do you how do you motivate yourself
2: uh to do what which part
1: any all of it like um, like how do you how do you like this is a problem that i have personally okay. is i is i i have this idea and i want to do something but it's hard for me to it's so easy to be like, I was just talking with Adam Skorgiel, it's so easy to be like, ah, my room's kind of dirty. I should probably just clean my room first and then find any other possible excuse to not do the thing I want to do. How do you, how do you, how do you motivate yourself?
2: Well, that sounds a little bit more like self-sabotage <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe, and maybe
2: a fear of failure, right, which I think we all have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do that a lot. Sure. I'm like, I've got this thing I'm going to write and then I don't write it because yeah. I'm scared it won't be what I right, want it to be, right. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Gosh motivation um, I really love everything I do mm. I think that's a big part of it and like since going full time freelance like I've had offers for full time jobs oh, and yeah. I've said no nice. just because I I'm finally at a place where I can do everything I love Right. and yeah. that's amazing mm-hmm. and i feel really lucky that i can do that so just and the things i love are so different from one right, another right so it's cool like i can copyright i can edit i can make films i can teach zumba classes yeah yeah, yeah. i love all of those you do things it all. yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so so yeah and I, uh, this is <laughs> i guess this is a good point is that uh don't just don't do stuff you don't like right if you, you of course you're not going to be motivated to Something that you hate, yeah. I mean, um, you got
2: to pay the bills, of sometimes, course. Of course, the work's yeah. not like for sure. the most exciting work ever, right. but
1: but I think we're lucky enough to live in a society where you can you can find work that you like if you really want to. I mean, if everybody suddenly decided to say, Hey, I hate my job and started looking to, like chasing their passion, I probably wouldn't work. <laughs> but if 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 individuals kind of do it, I think I think that I think our society allows for that, and we're lucky in that sense, but um. So what do you, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess what, what impresses me so much about you is, is how much you, you manage, like how, how many things you, how do you keep it all straight? Do you, do you use like a, like a, an organizational system or anything that we could, that the listeners might like be able to copy? <laughs> <laughs> an
2: organizational yeah, system? Like, like
1: real, like give me some real solid tips. Like you use this app or this, this thing that,
2: um, no, no, I probably just... should do more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I use the calendar in my phone. Good, good, if I yeah. lost it, I would die. Um, totally.
1: And a lot of people don't and they should. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: there's new things I've started using like mm-hmm. fresh books for yeah, invoicing because yeah, yeah. totally. that's so important now in my world. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I try to block out my days <laughs> right, right. and sometimes they're insane. Right. I mean just kind of
1: power through you're like I need I know I need to get this done I'm doing it and then I won't worry about anything else until I get
2: there well I'm a multitasker right right so I'm 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 bad for that Mm -hmm. uh you know it can be good it can be a great thing yeah it well yeah Yeah. it can also be a good way to stress yourself out right like I'm definitely guilty of that right um
1: and I find that if I have a lot of things on the go, everything suffers, quality-wise.
2: Sometimes, yeah. Like, that's definitely, like, a, a, a worry. It can right. happen. Mm-hmm. But I just, I honestly just try to use every minute well. Right. So, you know, it's like, if I have to create time-lapse videos like I am right now, and I know, okay, these photos are going to have to render for 20 minutes, mm-hmm then I'm going to run and do laundry or clean my dirty room or cook dinner or you know and I'm a big fan of things like meal prepping and Mm. having stuff frozen in my fridge because I'm just ain't nobody got time for that totally that's I mean (laughs) you know what
1: I think that's actually a really interesting point that I, I don't do and I should do. And I think that's such a time saver. If you can, it's called batching tasks, right? It's, you just do huge. it all at once. Yeah, It's yeah, yeah.
2: so like, it's, I mean, and part of it, I think the fitness world kind of instilled that in me right, too, right, meal right. prep. Right. But mm-hmm. like, it's because I am also so active. I have to make sure that I am actually eating. Mm-hmm. Like, cause right. I, I can go the whole day and be like, Oh, it's been eight hours. But if I have to go and teach a Zimba class, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to pass out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's kind of like, my motivations are often right. <laughs> fear based <laughs> nice yeah. do I want to puke or lose consciousness in my class no I should probably spend three hours on a fun day cooking fear and fear- based things. motivation there you go <laughs> what keeps like me it. motivated I have student loans <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I don't want to lose consciousness
1: <laughs> these yeah that's these that's the things, way of. yeah
2: <laughs> just be afraid
1: um, cool so I uh, I think do you want to talk a little bit more about what you're working on like personal projects wise
2: um sure i'm uh i'm in the midst you know you're like i want to do this thing but i could just put it off yeah i've kind of been working on a thing for a while that's been put off by various life circumstances but um i am in the process of uh adapting a short story into a short film a short story i wrote sweet um, that I wrote it a number of years ago, and it's been nominated for. It's been published a couple times. It's been wow. nominated for provincial and national awards. Holy and, shit, Where do um, you publish?
1: Like, wait, I don't know that world at all. Like, how do you, if you write a short story, where do you, where do you go? You at send that
2: it point? to like every writing journal you can find. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one happened to be to a writing contest, and it didn't win. It got shortlisted. Cool. Cool. Um, but the journal. Then took it and nominated it for the Journey Prize.
1: The Edmonton Journal?
2: Uh, no, the the writing journal oh, that it was published in, oh, okay, cool. which is called Freefall Magazine, out of Calgary. Gotcha. Got incidentally, oh, uh, <laughs> go Calgary. Because
1: I was going to be like, I don't know if uh, Calgarians necessarily know that the Edmonton Journal is the newspaper.
2: No, they um. They ended up nominating it because for this particular prize, you have to be nominated by a publication. Oh, okay. So, they nominated my short story cool. for the Journey Prize, which wow, is a nice. national um, $10,000 prize. I didn't win it. Right, right, right. But it's uh, the prize that launched, like, Jan Martel's career, Whoa. the writer of Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, Holy I shit. was in
2: university at the time, got a phone that's call amazing. on a break in, from a night class, and it was like, so we've nominated you for this thing, and I was just like, "Holy wow, shit. what? That's crazy. <laughs> so, that was cool, um, and it's a story I'm really proud of, and I... I've always imagined very much as a film.
1: Right, right, right. So now
2: I'm I'm taking that and I'm adapting it and Awesome. It's going to be kind of my first foray into what I would call real filmmaking, uh-huh. I don't know.
1: Well, no, but yeah, like like we say like the you kind of you, you graduate to certain steps. levels as you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. like I want this to have an original score. I would like to have, you know, I'm working I'm going to work with the cinematographer Daryl Murpah, um and and actually like sort of do things slowly and properly and Great. maybe let someone else maybe let Daryl edit it yeah <laughs> it's a big step for me
1: release at least a small part He was of it, like you want me
2: to do the rough cut <laughs> and I just stared at him like a deer in the headlights yeah, what yeah. why would I let you okay yeah, yeah maybe we'll <laughs> talk about it when we get there yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. I'm a bit of a control. Fan. Yeah, you
1: can't be like Gollum. You gotta, you gotta give up some of it. I mean, I could be. You could be, That's but true. I
2: probably wouldn't be very popular.
1: Well, you know, I guess it does work for some filmmakers.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so this one I really want to do slowly without deadlines mm-hmm. and and just like do it very well and cool. hopefully go through the festival circuit. That's a way to that. do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: What kind of budget do you need for it?
2: Um, I'm a girl who does everything for nothing. Right. um so I don't I don't really know I I think I might try to launch a crowdsourcing yeah. or or apply for a grant in February because um, sure. I would just really like to pay everyone involved that's yeah. like always my biggest thing for sure I like not asking people to work for free so absolutely and, and yeah
1: and you get to the point where it's like okay well I've done I've done a few of these and everybody's worked for free or for pizza or something and, yeah yeah and so yeah you gotta you gotta graduate that way as well yeah which is hard because finding money is hard but yeah there are some new sources crowdfunding like tell us there's some like it's i think now is the is a better time than i can ever recall for a filmmaker to find money for yeah a project, it seems which,
2: like there's a lot out there
1: it's very exciting yeah and with the government changes there might be even more so
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so what's the what's the what's the next step is that have you adapted it yet
2: yeah, well, yeah. I'm working on the screenplay. I'm kind okay. of like finalizing the screenplay right now, cool, and cool. and I've got one actor on it. Nice. Another I need to kind of nail down <laughs> to right, the right. project, sure. Um, because it's it's a pretty small. Cool. It's all centered on one woman, so that's, that's a cool.
1: I mean, like when I when I go through the like Scott and I went through the Features First program and you know learned a lot and and one of the things that became really clear to us was how important any little accolade is. And that's a really huge piece of like, like bullet point that like it won this award and this prize, like that's, that's a huge deal or it was, you know, in there. Um, and so you never know, like I, I, I don't know if you're interested in casting, like maybe someone who's got a little bit of name recognition because it's possible that that you could go that route I don't know if, uh, maybe that's not what you want to do but, but uh, it's always better I think because it raises the profile of, right. of the film and unfortunately we don't have a lot of name recognition people here in Alberta but you can you know go outside of Alberta and find somebody does that interest you at all or no?
2: You look like it's like no,
1: I'm n- I'm no. gonna cast who I want,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> which is fine. It's um, it's out of my scope of thought right, at this right, point. Right, like fair it's enough. not anything I've ever thought sure, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a like indie filmmaker. Right, I'm just right. like no, I'm just gonna do it like over a weekend. Yeah, and <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: What are you talking about? You
1: can, but <laughs> yeah, you could still do that with somebody who's in like Battlestar Galactica or something.
2: Oh, for sure. But,
1: but um, I was just I just sat down with the guys who did Ali was screaming, and the director was really awesome. He's he's great, but he's he was totally open about how inexperienced and, and naive he was. And when they got to the point of casting, they were like, he was like, he didn't understand why, like, I'm just going to cast Calgary actors that I know and like. Why, right. would I, why wouldn't I? And, like, Telefilm and other funding sources are like, well, we'd like you to cast people who might have a little bit of a career happening, like, Fair like enough. one of them is on the new X-Files season. Okay, they did cool. end up casting. So that's... Uh, I mean, that's obviously not as important if you're you're self-contained, you know, like, and you just want to get it made. But um, it's an interesting thought that I've been playing with for a while now. Yeah, I know you've been
2: been looking into some (laughs) of that stuff. Yes,
1: yes. So you never know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on your goals with with the project. But um, I totally understand, like, and, and I want to use... Actors I know who yeah. I know are great and and can do the job, but I also want it to get seen and make maybe make yeah. a little bit of money. So there's that too. So yeah, that's the that's the challenge. Does that does that not interest you though?
2: Does what not interest? Like casting, me? like
1: trying to cast like a like a big name.
2: No, it's super interesting it? to okay. me. Yeah, okay. no, I mean it's like it's fascinating. Maybe mm-hmm. not for this particular project, but like yeah, it's um I am definitely still in the headspace of like why would anyone Care about right, my right. indie production. Sure. Um, I'm still so new. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly not claiming to be an expert right. at anything. Like I think I'm good at what I do, but yeah, I yeah. am also like. I'm I'm working on professional documentary productions for the first time, and I'm like, right. wow, so this is how you do it, right? Because hey? <laughs> yeah, I true. learned by doing things. But, that, but so. like,
1: like I say, like Jeremy uh, on Alley was Screaming didn't know a lot of stuff, yeah. and, and it and it yeah. kind of happened. So well, and
2: there's like like Dylan Pierce and his hilarious yes. stories about getting stars.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I, yeah. like accidentally. I,
2: yeah, acc- <laughs> accidentally. I'm gonna say it in that tone. No, his stories are fantastic for about sure. just like pretending. You know sure no we're a big deal yeah yeah yeah, yeah, let's just get a a hollywood celebrity
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it is pretty amazing
2: (laughs) i don't know if i have that gumption yeah
1: yeah yeah uh i gotta have him on as well he was he was bugging me on online about he's great he's great yeah um so yeah anything else you want to go over talk about discuss
2: i have no idea what about your
1: awesome dogs and your instagram account
2: my awesome dogs. <laughs> I think my dogs are more popular than I am. Mm, I've come to mm. the realization that like any photo of them is going to get like four times more. I've never
1: checked. Is that true?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. In all fairness, I probably hashtag their photos a lot right, better than right, my own because right. I'm not like interested in promoting right, my own face. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, my dogs hmm. are awesome.
1: Okay, I, so... So, I mean, obviously, there's the the pet world of Instagram. I follow Marnie the dog, who's amazing. Do you know Marnie? No. Oh, she's this poor, like, she's this poor, I don't know what breed she is, but she's got, she's constantly sticking her tongue out and has her head cocked.
2: Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. She's the cutest
1: thing in the world. Um,
2: There's a lot of those on Instagram. (laughs) I follow one called Tuna. Uh-huh. and he's a Chihuahua yes. with like an overbite like you wouldn't believe <laughs> so he looks like a little swordfish right, right. and maybe he's ugly to some people yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think he's adorable yeah, totally Yeah.
1: so so when you hashtag them you, do you find that you're getting like just random likes because people are, are yes. on that hashtag yeah, hmm. yeah absolutely hmm. um alright well where, where can we find your Instagram account
2: uh I am on all social media as at Contessa Bessa okay cool that's easy mm-hmm. yeah
1: um so uh, and the YouTube account is Kissing Habit. Habit Films. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what can we promote? What What's going on in your world that we should just wait? Just wait for the script. My just bad
2: for- self. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: no, but like. When when the film comes up, we'll you know we'll keep our eyes out for it, and maybe there's maybe there'll be a crowdfunding campaign, and we can.
2: Yeah, that. yeah. That I'm kind of sorting all of that stuff out in the next Sweet. couple months. There'll be some exciting news from my awesome. film company come January. So good. Yeah, just keep your eyes out. All right. Sounds really. Good.
1: Sounds good. Well, thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Bye. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Matt and Andrea. That awesome chat. Uh. <laughs> it's so it's it's weird recording a podcast, guys, because I wasn't there. The interview was a while ago, and now I just have to pretend like we just listened to it with you. Well, that's at least genuine honesty. I like that. So uh, let's get back into uh, the news you can use. Yes. So for starters, use this news. Go to AmericanEagle.com and check out the Extreme Flex <laughs> Denim. We're practicing our ad reads for when yeah. we get a real sponsor. Uh, um, But actual stuff. So FAVA um, is closed for the holidays on December 18th. They will be reopening on January 3rd. Uh, The Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers is closed on December 14th. They'll be opening on January 5th. I guess they get to take longer breaks than the people up in Edmonton. (laughs) Uh, And media is closing on December 12th, which is even earlier. Uh, And they'll be open on January 5th. So uh, happy holidays to you guys. Uh, Hope you enjoy your time off. That's not an indication of who's laziest. I didn't say that. (laughs)
1: uh is this uh, what's the color coding you're here? blue okay I'm blue okay so I'm gonna read about fava and the fact that they have a bunch of fun classes I've talked about their screenwriting workshop in the past um, there's a whole bunch of like drop-in classes that you should definitely check out um, the link to their their page with all their fun event stuff is in uh, the show notes if you want to jump into that um but i do want to mention specifically that upstart edmonton is happening soon and uh scott and i are both uh graduates or alumni i don't know uh past past participants
0: in the upstart calgary program um what is that you tell me (laughs) uh upstart is uh is like a practice workshop for directors and actors pretty much only there's a camera there uh at least when i did it to kind of record it um just kind of see how it cuts together at the end but it was more about um the craft of acting and directing and then that partnership and that communication and how that works. Yeah. And the, uh,
1: yeah, how that, how that communication works and how that relationship works. Um, it's, it's it's kind of a great way to
0: sort of flex that muscle. mm -hmm. Um, if you might not be directing something.
1: Yeah. Without spending $2,000 on getting a crew and a, and a bunch of gear out. And then you still end up with a finished scene to watch the next week. Um, even though it's just shot on a little handy cam, um, it's still
0: great education to see how the scene turns out. Yeah, and it's great for actors, too, because it, it, it gets you used to different styles of direction and, and finding out what kind of works best for you. And, uh, of course, yeah, reading lines is always, uh, always a good thing to be doing. So. Yeah, it's super fun.
1: And uh, Ampia is one of the partners involved with that. So, if you're an Ampia member, you get a discount. Um, if you're a Fava member, you get a discount. And uh, when it's happening here, if you're an Actra member, you get a discount. Um, I don't know about CSIF. I don't know either. There should be a partnership there. Um, but... Uh, it's a fun it's a fun one and there's probably one coming up in uh calgary soon it just wrapped up here so stay tuned i'm sure we'll have info for you on that soon
0: uh screenings the shortest day is coming up it's a celebration of short films offering free screenings across the country from december 18th to the 21st so that's this coming up weekend uh 2015 of course so you can check out theshortestday.ca uh for more information on that Pretty cool. Pretty cool little festival.
1: Yeah. One more uh, workshop to mention is an interesting one called Intro to Analog Image Processing with uh, instructor Bryce Marouk. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it's all about using antiquated video formats to add a nostalgic look to your next project, which is kind of an interesting um, uh, practical effect that you can add to your to your work. Um, so it could be interesting. Where's that?
0: Oh, that's Ed Media. E- media. I didn't say that. No. Nope. My bad. So job calls. Um, obviously, we're in a bit of a slump right now, if you, if you weren't aware, uh, in Calgary and, uh, and Edmonton as well. But there are a few job openings right now. So uh, if you're listening today on Monday, the 14th of December, uh, the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers is still uh, hiring their new executive director role. But the deadline for submission is tomorrow, December 15th. So check out csaf.org or just Google CSIF executive director and you will find out more about that. Definitely get your uh, applications in, please. There's been a few already. Um, So, yeah, we look forward to seeing your resume. I
1: think you want to email operations at csaf.org. Thank you.
0: Yes. CSIF is also looking for a video editor for the $100 Film Festival. Uh, you can send your resume to nicola at festival at uh, Another great way to get that editing muscle flexed. Yeah. The BAMF Center is hiring a program coordinator. Uh, do you want to speak to that, Matt? Um, you know what? I I don't know a thing about it. I'm sorry. But you can always check the check the link. Um, I put that in there and it's my bad. I didn't do my research on that. You got me. So, if you want to be a program coordinator for the BAMF Center, <laughs> there is a thing. There's a link in the show notes. And there's a thing on the internet. <laughs> Uh, there are two jobs open right now at CTV Calgary. These are new within the last week. Uh, CTV is looking for a production automation automation assistant. It's a full-time job. Uh, the application window is open until December 18th. That's this Friday. You can email Dale Jubb at dale.jubb at bellmedia.ca. Good old jub jub. Uh, CTV is also looking for a part-time general operator. Uh, and for that, you can email sam.korea. That's Korea with a C at bellmedia.ca and of course links to both of these job calls will be in the show notes as well
1: yeah man uh that's about it for now we got some some exciting podcasts coming up lots of fun guests uh already uh ready to go while we kind of chill out for the holiday season but we will still be bringing you some episodes as we move forward here um and uh if you want to be on the podcast or if we missed anything or if there's something we should be sharing in the future let us know we're always open to hearing uh those thoughts as well as any ideas you might have for the podcast like You know, we're still waiting for that opportunity to maybe there's a talk or something going on at your school or maybe we can figure out a way to to record some some valuable information that the rest of the community might be interested in hearing. We're totally up for that.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of intended to be a voice for everybody. So uh, definitely let us know if you've got something interesting going on and you can do that by sending us an email at hello at abfilmcast.ca or uh, of course we know how to use the internet so you can <laughs> check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud and it's all abfilmcast uh, and of course please subscribe to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast on iTunes and uh, give us that sweet sweet five star rating. <laughs> well thanks for listening guys and now go, go make, make something. something.